What's up, witches? Welcome to the Space Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode for you guys. And as always, I'm so happy and grateful that you guys are here this week and every week. Um, I'm really excited this week because I'm bringing back my Space Witch reading list. I know this is kind of a long time coming. I did one back in 2019, and I figure it's it's about time I do a 2020 reading list. I know it's kind of weird because it's like, you know, 2021 now, but I figured I would just kind of share with you guys my favorite books that I've read over the last year since the last reading list episode that I made, and then probably next year I'll make my 2021 reading list. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. I have about seven, yeah, seven books here that I want to share with you guys that I read that were just total game changers for me. The first one I wanted to talk about was Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. And I've been following Terry Cole for quite a while. I followed her YouTube channel for a little bit and she has a lot of great resources on there. She also has a podcast and she's just wonderful. She's a psychotherapist and she just really, she does really great work with boundaries and really how to set boundaries, how to use them, how to do all this stuff with them. And this book, Boundary Boss, is just like a very in-depth, detailed guide on how to set boundaries and create more boundaries in your life. And this covers everything from like, you know, kind of looking at past trauma to your mindset. She even has an entire chapter on what to say to set boundaries if you're struggling with, I don't know what to say or how to set boundaries because I don't want to sound like I'm being a jerk. She has an entire chapter with just different scenarios and things that you can say or ideas of what you can say. And she really just breaks down like, what are boundaries and how do you know your boundaries? And she has you do a lot of fun exercises in each chapter where you... um you know, like one example of one of the things you do is like you write down everything that is okay with you and what's not okay. And then later on, she has you go back and you kind of check off like what's a preference, what's a desire and what's a deal breaker so that you have this new awareness of like what's really, really important to you. And it's just, it's a super helpful book. And I highly, highly recommend it to anyone who's trying to focus more on themselves and wants to reclaim some of their own energy. If you feel like you're overextending yourself, if you feel like you get kind of pushed aside a lot of the time and you just, you want to learn more about setting boundaries and how to do it, this is a really great comprehensive guide on how to do that. I actually just read this book recently because the book, I believe, is still pretty new. She just came out with it not that long ago, but it's a really great book. I couldn't not put this on my list not tell you guys about it. Like, I know I probably could have saved it for next year's reading list, but I just decided that I needed to put this on the list for this time because why wait when you can go get the book like right now and start this boundary boss journey? That's the first book that I really loved. The second book I have, I might have mentioned this in last year's reading list episode. I don't remember. I feel like I might have snuck it in like towards the end. It wasn't officially on the list, but it was just kind of a list of like personal development and self-help books that I really liked. But I'm putting it on this list again anyways because it's still one of my top favorite books. And that is Secrets of Six-Figure Women by Barbara Stanny. And now some of you may be wondering like this isn't 
spiritual or anything. So like, why are you putting this on the list? And the reason I put this on the list is because if you're trying to manifest money and you're trying to manifest like large amounts of it, Secrets of Six Figure Women is a great book because it really kind of puts you in the mindset of someone who earns a lot of money and you kind of can see the correlations in their personality types of like what drives these women and what just what's their motivation? How do their brains work? What are the commonalities between them? And so if you're if you're trying to manifest like more income and you really just want to get into the the brain of someone who earns a lot of money and get into that mindset, this is just a great book to do that. So you can start manifesting and start thinking about if I made six figures, like what would my life be like? How would I act? What kind of person would I be? And getting into that mindset and making that shift into being someone who earns more money. And the thing I liked about this book that I found really fascinating was that there's a part where I think she talks about like, it's been a while since I read this book, so my memory might be a little bit off, but there's a part where she kind of talks about some of the commonalities between these women. And one of the big things I found was that a lot of these women, they don't want to earn more money because they're like stingy or greedy or anything like that. A lot of their driving factor behind it is they want freedom and they want time. Time and freedom are the two biggest motivators for these women to earn more money. And I found that to be really fascinating because I think a lot of us get this idea that if people earn a lot of money, then they're either a bad person or they're really greedy or they're not spiritual or morally aligned or there's something off with them. But it was really interesting to look at it through a different lens of it's not about greed. It's just about having the time and freedom to do the things that you want and to focus on other areas of your life. And I just found that to be really fascinating. And there's a lot of good little nuggets of information in the book that talk about things like that. That's also where I learned a lot about why it's so important to be clear on what you value. And I've heard this before. There was a different podcast I listened to a really long time ago where the woman on it, it was some astrology podcast, but I, for the life of me, cannot remember which one it is. So I apologize. But there is some podcast where this girl is saying that when you know what you value, decisions are easy. And that really resonated with me, especially as someone who tends to be a bit more on the indecisive side. And just getting clear on that, it's not only does it tie in with the last book that I mentioned talking about boundaries, I think knowing what you value and knowing what's important to you was just a really great compass and a really great guiding light for when you feel lost or stuck in life and when you need to kind of know what you need to do. I think just knowing that there are certain things that you value and knowing that you're not going to abandon yourself and knowing that you're going to stick to your guns, essentially, there's just a lot of a lot of value in that. And just having that mindset and thinking about that and knowing what you value and using that to guide you throughout your life. And I just thought that was such a great bit of information. And like I said, there's a lot of stuff like that in the book. So if you're trying to manifest money right now, I just I really recommend it for using it as a tool to sort of just make that internal mindset shift and really getting into the head of someone who earns six figures. So that's the second book. The third book, this one's also a little bit different, but I really enjoyed it. The third book is called Written in the Stars by Alexandria Belfleur. Hopefully I'm saying that name right. I should probably Google these names before I say them. But this book, it's a fictional book. It's about a lesbian couple and one of the characters, like the main character, is an astrologer and she's like creating this like astrology dating site and she goes on like a blind date with this other girl who's, I think she works in insurance. She, she makes like a lot of money and she doesn't really believe in astrology and she's just got a totally different personality type. And I found this book because I was like, Looking for a fun book to read just for fun and leisure because I read a lot of nonfiction books and a lot of self-help books and just things that are always like me trying to learn about something. 
And so I purposely found this book with the intent of just finding a nice leisure book to read. And this is a really cute book. It's really fun. It's really different. I like that it incorporates astrology and you have this main character who's an astrologer. And I love the representation. I love that it's an LGBTQ plus book. I love that taking a different route with a lesbian couple. And it's just a really cute, really fun book to read. And I highly recommend it if you're looking for a nonfiction book that's, or sorry, excuse me, if you're looking for a fictional book that still has some of those spiritual notes and ties kind of woven into it, but you're looking for like a fun, chill book to read, like just for fun. So I really enjoyed that book. Highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon. And of course, I'll I'll do a link to all of these books in the show notes if you want to check them out. The next book that I want to talk about is It's All in Your Head by Russ. And you guys, I just recently became kind of obsessed with Russ a few months ago. I It's weird because he's been kind of in my orbit for a while. Like I had heard of him through other people. I'd heard of his book before and I never really listened to his music up until recently. And I recommend you guys go check him out because Russ is really, really interesting because he's a rapper and he manifested this rapping career and he has songs about manifestation and like just having a good mindset and like wanting to be successful and motivated and like making money. He actually, my favorite song by him is called I Love Myself and it's a really great song just about loving yourself enough to not like kind of put up with other people's bullshit and putting yourself first and not allowing other people to like treat you like shit basically, which is so interesting and refreshing because I feel like you don't see that a lot in a lot of mainstream music, whether it's rap or pop or whatever. Um, He really, he raps a lot about like being successful and like having a good mindset and being kind of like in alignment and just manifestation. He literally has a song called Manifest. That's actually a great song. It was one of the first songs I heard by him. And he's like a completely self-made rapper, entrepreneur. He doesn't have a label. He puts out his music himself. He makes his own beats. I, I encourage you guys to go watch some of his interviews even. He's so fascinating. And he has this book called It's All in Your Head. And it's basically just all about his belief system and the mindset that sort of got him to where he is. And it's a really, really good book. Um, my only critique of this book is that, and maybe I'm misinterpreting this because I think he may may have talked about this in an interview, is that I think one of the first chapters he talks about having this idea of delusional self-confidence. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about that because... I I really approach this manifestation stuff. I try to approach it from a very grounded state. And I really believe in your manifesting, trying not to damage your psyche and not to be airy-fairy and unrealistic about things. And I'm not saying that like you shouldn't be confident or you shouldn't believe in yourself or you shouldn't do things to work on your confidence. But I just don't know if I agree with him on this idea of having delusional self-confidence because I don't believe that it's good to be delusional, but <laughs> delusional about anything. And you kind of have to be careful with some of this manifestation stuff that's out there and with some of the people that teach manifestation because it's just, I don't think it's good for your brain personally. It's not good for your psyche. Like you can break your psyche. And so I just think you have to be careful in what you manifest and how you manifest it because I understand that a lot of what's pushed is just claiming that you already have that thing. But I think personally that sometimes it's better to either take smaller steps or to instead of just sort of demanding it to say like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to embody this or just finding like gentler sort of ways to do this. And that's really the only thing that I kind of disagree on. I think a lot of the other stuff he talks about is 
pretty spot on. I know there's a chapter where he talks about kind of like running at your fear and facing your fears. And again, obviously, like, yes, sometimes you need to do that. But also fear exists for a reason and it's there to protect you. And obviously, like if fear isn't serving you, then by all means, like, you know, get rid of that shit. But also make sure that you're taking the cautions to recognize when your fear is actually a little bit valid because you don't want to put yourself in dangerous situations or hurt yourself. But other than that, I I really like Russ. I like his message. I like his books. I like that he talks about being the best and just not letting people treat you like shit. And he's like very, you can tell that he's very aligned with himself within his music. He just put out a song recently called, I think it's called Rather Be Myself or something like that. And the song itself is about doing things in a way that's aligned with you and doing things in a way that's ethical and makes you feel good morally is what I took from it anyways. Really just doing the work that you need to do to get somewhere and to reach your goals and to actually be proud of it. And I just, I really, I enjoy his music. I enjoy his book and I recommend you guys go check him out because he's really inspiring. I cannot say more good things about Russ. And his music is like genuinely good too. Like it's catchy. It gets stuck in your head. And he has, you know, a couple of love songs and other things that aren't just about like, I'm great, I'm amazing, blah, blah, blah. He's he's just really cool. And all his stuff is different. And he's doing it different. He's doing things a lot differently than a lot of mainstream artists. And I I just, I, I love Russ and I love his messages and his music. And I'm going to stop repeating myself and move on to the next book, which is, before I announce this next book, I just want to say, and I don't mean this to like, I don't want to throw shade at anyone. I don't want to. But again, you, circling back to what I talked about, how when it comes to manifestation, we do need to be grounded and we need to be practical about the way that we manifest things. And I just, I really want to urge a lot of caution with this next book that I'm about to tell you guys about. And it's not even so much the book itself, it's more the author of the book. So the next book that I have here is Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. And some of you may know who Amanda Francis is. She's kind of like the queen of manifestation coaching and really creating this just this brand of like being really really rich and how you can manifest it and you can have it all and I just really want to make it clear that people on social media are not always who they claim to be and you really really want to ask for discernment and have discernment when approaching these people because there's a lot of these coaches and I'm not saying that Amanda Francis specifically is like this, but I am saying to really be cautious. She has these courses that are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, like they're insanely expensive. And I don't want anyone to read this book and find out about this person and then think like, oh, I need to go take her courses. The only reason I'm allowing this book on my list is because I will say that in terms of manifesting money, she does put forward some good concepts and ideas when it comes to manifesting money that I personally really enjoyed and could actually get behind. But as far as Amanda Francis as a person and just any of these coaches that are teaching manifestation and stuff like that, I just really urge you guys to be careful and to try to not let yourself get sucked up into it or to fall into the comparison trap. I had to unfollow a lot of people who are like Amanda Francis because I found that for me, it was kind of deterring me from what I'm trying to manifest for myself because 
I find that on social media, especially when we follow these people, we tend to think like, oh, well, if this person's doing this and has this, then I need to do it too. And just even if you're not consciously aware, it causes this comparison and it can make you feel cranky or unhappy or not grateful for what you already have. And like, that's just not high vibe energy. And that's not the energy you want to have when you're manifesting your best life. And so I just really, I want to just put up a lot of caution and just warn you guys to not not get sucked up into that stuff and not to think that that's what you need to want and have. I personally had an epiphany recently where I realized that I was chasing these desires that were desires that I thought I should want because of the people that I followed who looked successful. And I realized that those weren't actually my true desires and my true desires sort of showed itself to me. And I think on some level, subconsciously, I was sort of pushing my real desires away. Not subconsciously, but like maybe more consciously, I was pushing those desires away because I just couldn't understand like how it was tangible or how it could work out. And then very recently, the universe just started to kind of show me like this thing you want is actually very tangible and you can have this. And anyways, the the point of the story is, is that this little epiphany just sort of got me more aligned with my desires and not the desires of other people or what social media was sort of telling me I should want. So when you're manifesting stuff, I just want to throw this in. Make sure you're checking in with yourself to realize, do I actually want this thing that I'm manifesting or am I trying to manifest something that social media is telling me to want or my parents are telling me to want or someone else in my family is telling me to want or my friends are telling me to want? Like, don't manifest other people's desires. You should be manifesting your own desires and what you want because at the end of the day, you're what matters. You're the person you go to sleep with at the end of the night. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'm, I'm assuming someone out there does because I'm feeling called to say it right now. Make sure you're aligning with your desires and not the desires of other people. Anyways, this book, Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis, what I liked about the book was that she talks about this idea of having standards and like setting a new normal for yourself where it's this idea of having a mindset where it's it's normal to make thousands of dollars a month or hundreds of dollars a month or whatever your goal is. And just having this this new sort of like upper limit of like, this is what I expect to make every month. And because I expect to make this, I just naturally do. And so that was one concept she talks about in the book that I really like. She also has a whole chapter about what it's like to actually have money and that was kind of interesting to read. But she just, she really talks a lot about different things that she sort of used to, used to to make more money or not make more money, but change her mindset and manifesting money. And a lot of it was just stuff that I hadn't read before and I thought it was pretty, pretty good stuff. So I'll give credit where credit's due and I definitely can say I enjoyed this book. But like I said, I urge you guys to use caution when it comes to these manifestation coaches and stuff like that. And I know some of you may be thinking like, but Winnie, isn't that kind of what you teach? Is that, isn't that kind of hypocritical? And I will say yes and no. The difference I would say between me and these other manifestation coaches is that my goal is to try to be real and grounded with you guys and to show you that you can have the things you want, but there's a certain way that you kind of need to go about doing it. And I'm also not here to make anyone compare themselves or feel bad or I'm I'm not here to show off this idea that when it comes to manifestation, you need to manifest like all this luxury and all this money and all these riches and whatever. That's not my goal. My goal is that you live a life that you are happy with and that you are living in alignment with your desires in your heart. Because what I've learned personally is that 
through my own manifestation journey and through my own spiritual journey is that we don't always want to have freaking, I don't know, like mansions and all this really luxurious stuff. Like, obviously, I think some people truly do desire that. And if that's what you truly desire, then by all means, go ahead and manifest it. But I know for me, the desires I have weren't nearly as big as I thought they were. Yes, obviously, when we first learn about manifestation, we all get into this trap of thinking like, oh, I'm going to manifest a mansion and a Lamborghini and a crazy sports car and my dream job and all this other stuff and a business and all that stuff. And I'm realizing that for me personally, anyways, that when it comes to manifesting the things that I truly want aren't actually that big or luxurious. It's just for me personally, it's like I my goal is to manifest like nicer things than what I had growing up and to just have a slightly better quality of life than what I've previously had. And that's doable and that's okay. But obviously like, yeah, if you are listening to this and you're like, Whitney, what are you talking about? I obviously want a million dollars in a mansion and to have people working for me and like all these luxury things. And that's fine. If that's what you want, go and get it. But my whole point is check in with yourself to make sure like is that what you truly want and also ask yourself why do you want it because having a why behind what you want is very very important and you might find that your desire for one thing is actually trying to fulfill a need of something else. Try to get real with yourself and get really grounded on your manifestations and your desires. And that is a completely separate tangent than what I had planned to talk about. But again, I assume someone must have needed to hear that because I, again, I just felt called to, to say it. So I'm just going to go with it because I'm always being divinely guided and the things that come up in a conversation, you just, you never know who needs to hear them. But anyways, moving on. The sixth book that I want to talk about, again, this isn't like a spiritual book, but it's a book that I read that really helped me so far. I'm still honestly getting like trying to get the hang of this and I'm still working on it. But anyways, this next book is called Intuitive Eating, A Revolutionary Anti-Diet Approach by Evelyn Tribble who is an MSRDN and CEDRD-S, and Elise Raish, who is also an MSRDN, CEDRD-S, and FAND. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what all of those mean, if I'm being honest, but I do know that these people who wrote the book, they're both dietitians and nutritionists, and this book is all about intuitive eating, and basically what this is, is it's basically the anti-diet book. So if you're someone who has been struggling with your weight your whole life like I have and you're sick of dieting and you really just want to make peace with food and you want to have a normal healthy relationship with food this is a book that I highly highly recommend for me healthy eating is what sort of triggered my spiritual awakening and my spiritual journey was like eating really healthy and like exercising a lot that was like the thing that sort of woke me up oddly enough and I really do believe that nourishing your body and eating foods that not only good for your body but also are that are good for your soul and taking care of your body because your body is the vessel that carries you and your spirit and helps you to communicate with spirit and the other side. I really do think it's important to take care of your body. And I also think that diet culture is really toxic. I don't think it's healthy. It causes this really bad cycle of like binging and restricting and just having this obsession with food that 
people who are have a normal healthy relationship with food don't obsess over food and and I'm not again I'm not saying that to like shame anyone I'm just saying this to kind of give you an idea of what this book is about and this entire book kind of goes over like 10 rules and I use the word loosely rules for how to practice intuitive eating and a lot of it is really just tuning in listening to your body respecting your body it, it is eating when you're full and eating when you're not full but it's there's more to it than that I wrote off intuitive eating for a really long time because I just I didn't I was like okay so it's just eating when you're full and eating when you're hungry and that sort of thing and I just I really boiled it down to that in my head and I wrote it off but recently when I decided I wanted to try and lose weight again I was kind of trying to figure out like what what my approach was going to be I'm like do I go on a diet and then I was getting frustrated because I was like well every time I've gone on a diet it's just not sustainable for me so I'm not gonna start a new diet and so I kind of came to the conclusion that I really want to just heal my relationship with food and I'm still doing a lot of work in terms of that because I personally think it's hard to want to have a healthy relationship with food but part of this process is letting go of this idea that you're going to lose weight that's one of the big things you can't really hold on to that mindset and that's where I'm struggling right now I know I'll move past it eventually but that's just where I am in my journey but it really just talks in depth about eating the foods that you want allowing yourself to eat what you want because when you get into this cycle of like being like oh I can't eat this or I'm not allowed to eat this unless of course you have like a health condition like if you have celiacs and you can't have gluten or something like that or if you're vegan or vegetarian like I am restricting food from yourself just because you think it'll make you gain weight stuff like that can just it causes that binging and that cycle of binging and restricting and I don't know this is just a great book I think for anyone who's struggled with food and again I think it's challenging I think it's challenging if you're someone like me who's grown up in diet culture and you're surrounded by diet culture I went to a family gathering recently it was just so wild like listening to people in my family like just their obsession with like weight and dieting I went there and people were complimenting me on like my appearance and being like oh you look like you know calling me skinny and stuff and you know I understand that they meant well but and they weren't trying to do anything but even to me even just that comment was like so weird and then hearing people like just talk about like oh like I'm not eating bread or I'm trying to not do this and it's like it makes me sad because you don't have to live this way and it's a whole process and it's a journey and there's a lot of books similar to intuitive eating that talk about this stuff but this one is like in my opinion like the holy grail of where to get started if you're interested in intuitive eating and I highly highly recommend it. The next book that I want to recommend is The Self-Love Workbook for Women by Megan Logan, MSW, LCSW. And I mentioned this in my self-love podcast that I did a couple weeks ago or a few episodes back. And this is a really great book if you're trying to cultivate more self-love and you're trying to understand what self-love really looks like and what that's like. Again, you can listen to my podcast about it if you want more info, but I also really recommend this book in terms of really just doing the work to be kinder to yourself because a lot of us, and I'm projecting here a little bit maybe because I know for me, just like intuitive eating, self-love was something that I wrote off for a really long time because I just thought like, oh, what do you mean? Of course I love myself. Like, I don't need to learn about that. Like, what's this garbage? Like, I didn't. I didn't think I needed it until a little further on in my spiritual journey where I just kept getting this message from my guides and anytime I went to see a Reiki practitioner or an intuitive it was just this message kept coming up over and over again and I just had other synchronicities too I was reading a book that talked about this actually when I was reading about the Akashic Records and I was reading about Linda Howe's story she was saying how in her journey like people kept telling her she needed to love herself and so the universe has just been telling me over and over again you need to love yourself and so and that's when I decided I'm a researcher I'm a five anagram or enneagram I don't know if I'm saying that right (laughs) 
and I'm a researcher. I need to learn about things. And that's how I go about manifesting and implementing things is by learning about them. And so I found this book, The Self-Love Workbook, and it's just a great book for really just a lot of great practical exercises in here. There's like affirmations and there's also just stuff about writing things, how you feel about things and what you're thinking to yourself, and then writing how you would convey that to a best friend. And it really just gets you to be aware of your thoughts and to have kindness and compassion for yourself and to validate your own feelings and to really just, like I said, think about things in a way that's much more kind and loving and just acknowledging like what's going on in your head, acknowledging that it's valid and then being like, okay, what's a nicer way to phrase this to myself so I don't have to keep feeling bad? And I talked a lot about this on that podcast episode about how I find personally since I've been implementing this that I just move through through things so much more quickly now. So like if I'm feeling an uncomfortable emotion, I will acknowledge it. I will tell myself, and this is what Linda Howe suggests in one of her books about healing through the Akashic Records, but I will acknowledge how I'm feeling and then I'll say, of course you feel that way. I will validate myself. I'll acknowledge it. I'll let myself process it a little bit if I need to. And then I just move on and I start telling myself like, it's okay. Or I just try to really talk to myself in a way that's like talking to a best friend. I find that just by doing this process, like I'm not dwelling on uncomfortable situations or feelings as much. I'm not obsessing over them and I'm just acknowledging them, letting myself have that space to feel my feelings. And then I'm just, I move on and I'm good to go basically. It's a really good book. You can either get the physical copy and like write in it, or if you are interested in getting the digital copy on Kindle. And I don't know, like, because I know there's like iBooks and stuff. I don't know much about that. But I know with Kindle, if you have a Kindle or have the app on your phone, you can still use this book digitally. And it's really cool because what you can do is you like highlight the part where you would like normally write your answers down and hold your finger down on it. And then a button will appear and you can write a note. And then you can write your responses as notes in your phone or on your um, Kindle or tablet or whatever you're reading on. I think that's really cool. That's what I did. And I love that you could get it like digitally and you don't have to like wait for it to be delivered because if I'm being honest I buy a lot of digital books because I don't want to wait for it to actually get to my house. I know some people love to have physical books so if that's you then just get the physical one but yeah it's a really great book and it's a really great practical and tangible tool that you can use for trying to cultivate more love more self-love and self-compassion for yourself so I really really recommend that book. The last book on my list is Autobiography of a Yogi by Paraman Handa Yoga Gananda. Okay, I hope I'm saying that right. Before I made this podcast, so this is a book that I actually randomly found because I saw some of my Facebook friends talking about it. And it was just a weird coincidence because as some of you know, I was kind of going through this journey in my spiritual awakening where I was trying to find a connection to God beyond what I knew as God, like in Christianity and stuff like that. And I was just really searching for some answers. And of course, when we're looking for stuff, the universe shows up for us in some really interesting ways. And it was really interesting for me to see that like a couple of my Facebook friends were just talking about this book and how it changed their life and their view of God. And when I read that, I was like, oh my God, I need to check out this book. And if I'm being completely honest, I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to at some point, but I am recommending this book because what I've read of it so far, I've really enjoyed. And even in like the Amazon comments, like people said this book was like life-changing and really changed their perception of God and what that is. And this book, the energy behind this book is just so 
powerful. You can see on the cover of the book in the author's picture that they really have this pure, bright, light, spiritual energy in their aura. You can feel that calm, peaceful, spiritual energy just from the book alone. And even like I find that when I open the book up and read it, like I just I feel this wave of calm and peace over me just as I'm reading the book. And maybe that sounds, I don't know, extreme, but there's something about the energy of this book that's just really calming and peaceful. And it's really fascinating. It's literally about this yogi's life and his whole spiritual journey and the different types of people that he meets. There's one story in the book about how he had to go bring a message to someone in this like faraway town and he's trying to get there and he runs into the person while he's out and the person gives him a message and then he gets to the place where he's going finally and it's like the name of the chapter is called The Saint with Two Bodies and it was just such an interesting and bizarre story and I don't mean that bizarre in like a disrespectful way or like a mean way it was just really really interesting and it's just the whole book is about all these interesting spiritual experiences and it talks about this yogi's life and there were certain things that were predicted for him like when he was a kid and just all these synchronicities and it's a really really great book it's a great read if you're looking for a spiritual book to read that's again like not a a book where you're trying to learn something or do something or change something about yourself you're just looking for a book to sort of read for leisure I really highly recommend this book. And also if you're someone like me who's looking for that God connection outside of religion and outside of Christianity or whatever you were brought up with and you're just looking to kind of find that connection with God outside of that, this book is a really great place to start. Also, I didn't actually write this on my list, but just because it is tied to that, I highly recommend reading the book How to Read the Akashic Records by Linda Howe. That book especially is a great place to start and a really great way to establish that connection with God and to really just learn how to make that connection. And by the way, if the word God is like freaking you out or making you uncomfortable, just replace that with any other word. You can say spirit, the divine, whatever language feels good to you. I'm not saying that to freak anyone out or to make anyone uncomfortable. But if you're in that phase of your spiritual journey where you're like, I know there's something more and I need to connect with it, those books and those resources are a really great place to start. So that is the Space Witch Reading List 2020. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I love you all so much. I hope you have an amazing week. Don't forget you are so much more than your sun sign and I'll catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast. If you loved this episode of the Space Witch Podcast, please be sure to leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. It means the absolute world to me, plus it helps more people to be able to find this show. If you'd like to add a little more magic to your social media feed, be sure to go follow me over on Instagram at the Whitney Catherine. There you can find all kinds of tips and tricks on anything ranging from self-love to manifestation to astrology. Any of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast, there's just a whole lot more of it on my Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I love you guys. Don't forget you are so much more than your sun sign and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.